the best time of the day show. Starting my career as a sort of gopher at BBC Radio Birmingham back in 1977, the heart of the nation station, I sort of got a job in my final year at college helping out on the breakfast show called Heart of the Nation. And uh, I used to show guests in and get them cups of coffee and and things like that, and then graduated to... uh, editing tapes and stuff like that so uh, this was a brilliant uh, career grounding if you like um also one of the things i had to do was to look after the presenter have a suspicion that this chap lovely man as he is or was is no longer with us uh, i think probably his habits actually i'm about to explain would mean that he isn't with us any longer uh, and he was wonderfully wonderfully well spoken i think he'd had a career in the world service or probably the empire service because he was quite elderly uh, back in the 70s so he'd probably be well over 100 by now had he survived though in fact he'd probably well so well pickled that in fact he could be around and looking even younger uh, than uh, we all do uh, but um, he would say to me uh special tea boy and i would go into the studio and he would give me a five pence piece or two pence piece or whatever it was back then and a special tea meant going to the coffee machine at the end of the corridor which is one of those horrible max pack things and putting in your two pence or whatever and selecting tea Okay, what was special about that? I hear you cry. Nothing. But then I had to go around to the newsroom and open his briefcase. And in this briefcase, genuinely no word of a lie, was nothing but a bottle of VAT 69. So therefore, you pour a little bit of the the tea away and top it up with the whiskey and take it back into the studio and hand it to him. Whereupon, thank you, boy. And he'd carry on. He smoked sort of untipped park drive cigarettes as well. So the thing was, he used to have guests in there as well. And I remember some MP from Birmingham coming in and coming out and going, you know what? Someone had a party in there or something. Crikey, that's terrible smell in there. But there was this wonderful journalist, doyen of broadcasting. I was in the World Service, you know. Uh, <laughs> stuff. Meanwhile, as the programme going on, it's from seven until nine. <laughs> We're getting drunker and drunker, this man. And also I realised I could control him, <laughs> judging by how special I made his tea. So if he'd annoyed me for any reason, he'd been more patronising than normal or whatever, he would get an extra special tea, which actually corresponded with him starting to drool one morning because his diction had gone completely and actually started to slobber on his script in the studio. I think he's a bit specialed up this morning. All right, fine. And so eventually, I think that uh, it was that moment where he was dis- he disappeared uh, shortly after that. I don't think it was a career-ending thing from my point of view, but I just know that uh, uh, that he was one of these people who it was just uh, it was something terrible was just waiting to happen. So I think because he used to have to read the news as well at lunchtime, so we'd do this. He'd have two hours of drunken news and current affairs. Then he'd disappear for a couple of hours. He'd come back and slur his way through the one o'clock news and then it was time to go up to the BBC club to get really stuck in the best time of the day show is back tomorrow la da